2: Hello. Hey. We're back.
1: It's the show.
2: On our typical Friday yeah, schedule. We
1: are starting a Colts Grandom Jake and uh Griffin's here. Yeah, he is. Griffin's fucking here. He
2: is. We don't like him that much, but he he just He sure is here. It was raining and he just kept banging on the door and we hey, eventually oh, felt hey, bad.
1: Oh. I was invited. I was
0: invited.
2: Oh yeah, yeah you sure. were you were Anyways, that's are. the episode, so yeah. we'll see you next week. the end of the episode. Week.
1: Griffin's here. Goodbye.
2: Yeah, so we are starting a cult. Today, we're going to enlighten you on the Jersey Devil, okay? Now, I know what you're thinking here. You're thinking of Putty from Seinfeld. And that's not that's not what we're going for. The devil's yeah, El Diablo. We're not going for that. I mean, that that would be a good promo for us for sure. If he, if we can get the putty to do that for us,
1: (laughs) you already know that that we're gonna post a picture of putty for this episode.
2: Yeah, uh, just to keep up with the trend of us calling out celebrities that we need to see this putty. uh, Put Patrick Warburton on that list. I, I feel like his he's real name. slightly obtainable. I feel like we could get
1: him. He's more attainable than OJ, but less attainable than Shaq.
2: I only think that because he, he plays Joe Swanson and, like, I'm in a wheelchair. So, like, we have <laughs> so, some commonality. So, it's,
1: he kind of has to at this like, point. We
2: have to, like, I'm calling you out, Patrick Warburton. I want to meet Joe Swanson. Yeah. Um. So, make it happen. We'd love to have Joe as a guest host on here. Um, maybe we could we could talk politics or something. I don't know. He seems like a political entity in
1: the uh, in the in the character of Joe.
2: But yeah, uh, seriously. So the Jersey Devil. Let me just tell you this. Uh, obviously, you'll get a better image of this as the episode goes on. It's a giant horse, goat, evil monster-looking thing with wings oh, yeah. and eyes, and it it and eyes. You say? Yeah, and it typically. The reason I love the Jersey Devil so much, as opposed to like, well don't get me wrong, I love Bigfoot. That that's always my guy. That's yeah. my that's my thing. He's King cryptid. But the Jersey Devil, he just he kind of just minds his own business, and people don't really go looking for him. It's just like, oh, there he is. Yeah. And he's he's always present and accounted for when necessary. Um. So we're going to go to the East Coast, all right? We're going to go to the Pine Barrens, all right? Um, and for those of you that know anything about the Pine Barrens, good for you. I'm going to give you a little bit I of information. know nothing about
1: the Pine Barrens.
2: So the Pine Barrens, uh, they have they're, – well, they're called that because uh, essentially the land is kind of useless. Uh, you can't really grow much. Uh, there's not much natural water that's in this plot of land.
1: Plenty of pines, though.
2: But it is now a national park, and uh, it—I mean, I've never been there, but it—it it looks really cool. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Sopranos. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay, yes. we got Griff chiming in.
1: <laughs> there's uh If th- you ever want the microphone, just like reach for it.
2: Well, if there.
1: If you're talking Sopranos. There,
2: there's that episode where they bring that Russian guy into the woods. And uh, they strip him down to his underwear, and then he escapes. And he escapes. To catch yeah. Catch him. Well, that was in the Pine Barrens of New Jersey. So that—that's what I'm talking about. If you want to visualize this,
0: that's the best episode. Actually, it's like top five episodes for sure.
2: Definitely agree. But that you could visualize it very simply with the Sopranos, because this is where the majority of this story takes place. Now there are there's sightings that go down to to Pennsylvania, uh, West Virginia. There's some about West Virginia that cryptids really they seem, seem to really like it. To. Yeah. Um but for the most part we're gonna be sticking with New Jersey, at least for the the hefty majority of this episode, because that's where yeah. the origins take place and this is where the early sightings are. Yeah.
1: It's the Jersey Devil, it's also known as New Jersey Devil. So it just it just pins it right there.
2: Ooh, I have one thing to add really quick. One of the stories that I'm gonna be talking about later of these sightings, it is a extremely famous person's brother that saw the jersey devil.
1: I know exactly who you're talking about.
2: Okay. All right, I didn't, I didn't know if you did. And I was going to say no, if we could have some yeah. guesses, but that I was figured something I
1: came across. I was like, "What the I fuck?" I figured
2: you might know, only, yeah, cuz we were doing this together. But uh Griff, I doubt if Griff would know, and if you guess it right, I'll give you $45. Wait,
1: you want to do the guess right now?
2: Does he know it? Do you know, do you know it? it? Are you going to R- play me here Are you are you joking? No, me? I don't know. I can guess though. All right, all right. You take
1: a guess. What
0: can I get one hint? Yeah, it's a guy and he's super, super famous. A guy who's super super and famous. Within, I mean
1: within it, the past two hundred and fifty years.
0: Internationally famous. So he's old. It's 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 not recent. Oh my god. Is it like uh is it like Napoleon or something?
1: That was spot
2: on. It's Napoleon's brother.
0: Wait, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah.
2: Are you that's serious? Spot on. Holy shit.
1: Griff, have you been like playing the long con? Because you asked me like four times what this episode was about, and no. you just nailed that on the fucking. I think head. he
2: knows. I give it to you. That was a wow. that was a solid guess. I what can't the deny fuck, that. Griff? <laughs> but that also, was amazing. So, so with that right. ex- spectacular guess, wow. uh, we will be talking about Woo-hoo. Joseph Bonaparte, Napoleon's brother. Freaked out right now. That was that was good. That was that good. Was fucking crazy. All right. That was a hundred percent right there. <laughs> we have to move past. I'm it not giving forty five I'm never going to get but, over that. I'll give you a high five.
1: Yeah. All right. So the New Jersey Devil. The Jersey Devil. It's a legendary cryptid said to inhabit the Pine Barrens of South Jersey. Uh, though an image of the creature has never been captured, common features like Grant described. Uh, they The witnesses paint a picture of a bipedal kangaroo-like creature uh, with a horse-slash-goat-like head, large leathery bat wings, horns, tiny arms with sharp claws, Long, skinny legs with cloven hooves and a long, thin, forked tail. So it's looking very strange. It is I also. I don't think s- that's strange. Though. You don't think it's weird? I think you don't he think looks it sounds like for... some sort of drawing of a dinosaur a kid thought he remembered.
2: I I think you know what? I think he's he's doing everything the way he needs to. I think he's holding it together.
1: You know. It's also said that the creature moves impossibly fast and lets out a piercing, blood-curdling scream. That's the only noise <laughs> it makes. Something like that, yeah.
2: That's what it sounds like. I, I captured one and recorded <laughs> it, and I inserted that text into this uh, podcast.
1: Yeah, I heard some, like, uh, like I was I was watching some, uh, like, documentaries on this thing, and a lot of people try to, like, recreate the noise that people say that they hear, and it just sounds like a loud-ass, like, creaking door. Yeah. That's just loud as hell. and It just is, echoes through the Pine Barrens.
2: That is uh, something I'm going to bring up later, is some potential answers as to what these noises could be, because there are, at least supported by science, there's some solid possible answers, and yeah. they're not devils, I'll tell you that. All right,
1: all right. But uh, it's not only the the appearance of the Jersey Devil that makes the stuff of legends, it's the origin, all right? And so I was talking about this on the uh, Patreon episode, there are so many goddamn, like, origin stories for the legend of this thing, but uh, here's one of my personal favorites, all right? Uh, The story goes that in 1735 in Leeds Point, New Jersey, uh, somewhere in the Pine Barrens, a woman named Jane Leeds, who was widely known as Mother Leeds, Mm -hmm. had gotten pregnant, okay? So she's got a kid on the way. But uh, she didn't get the name Mother Leeds for nothing because she already had 12 fucking kids. So this was going to be her 13th child.
2: Yeah, and... and See, I g the way to approach this specific origin story, um there there's so many different explanations as to where this thing has come from. It's kind of like an urban legend in that sense. Uh, oh, yeah. even with the numerology like oh the thirteenth child, like yeah. it's very it's very uh, cliche, I guess. But that's the that's the point of the story, you yeah. know?
1: Well let's power through this one and I'll get into some of the little variations. This afterwards. is the best one though. It is the best one. So, uh, Mother Leeds, she had 12 kids, she was going to have a 13th, she was frustrated at this news, she was very upset. Yeah, I would be and, too, uh, I'd be yeah.
2: fucking outraged if I was going to have a 13th kid. <laughs> it's
1: Very hard to have. I children. already have I nine
2: hear. jobs, what else can I do? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, but, uh, so it's thought that she, uh, in her frustration, cursed the unborn child crying out, let this one be a devil.
2: That just, so see, is that
1: just something people would say back then? They would just do these things?
2: Yeah, I want to pick that apart for one second because why wouldn't you... If Okay, so you're frustrated that you're going to have this 13th kid, right?
1: I'm going to just make it worse for yeah, myself. Yeah, wouldn't
2: you wish you'd just be like... For the love of everything that is holy, make this child just the perfect little angel. Maybe a helper around the Like, make it worth this. You know? But she's like, no, make it the worst seed you could have. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense to me. (laughs) Anyway, so
1: Yeah, she was like, all right, I'm going to curse this child. Let it be a devil. Months later, on a stormy night, much like it kind of is right here now where we are. Very stormy. very, Very spooky. Mother Leeds gave birth to a child. And it appeared to come out normal. It was a normal, beautiful kid. But within seconds of being born, the child grew to the size of a full-grown man. And then its head morphed into that of a horse. Uh, Feathers began sprouting in patches. Claws sprouted from its fingers. Its feet became cloven. A pair of large bat wings unfolded from its back. And its eyes turned glowing red. Yeah. So it's a very... I don't know how to describe this other than what I just said.
2: Um I guess the see, I, I mean I could be very wrong, but the Im- for some reason the image that I always have is of uh, if you're familiar with the Harry Potter movies, those like Minotaur things or centaurs, centaurs or whatever. <laughs> I pictured that but with wings.
1: Like that's what I am It's the, kinda what it was, except it you know, it just ha hey, it was bipedal.
0: Yeah, it's bipedal and it has more horse like Facial structure. I'm getting like a demonic Benjamin Button feel for this. Okay, coming out fucked up from birth, you know. Yeah, but so you're saying he gets better, like with time. He ages like a fine wine. Uh, It sounds pretty terrifying, actually. I would say kind of the opposite of that. He sounds like a hellish demon.
2: Oh, he gets worse. You're saying okay, okay. I'm picking up starting out as
1: an old terrible guy. All right. Well, uh, so you know what he looks like now to that description. Uh the creature then turned to its mother and ripped her to pieces uh for cursing uh, uh him, you know. She laid a, a curse upon him uh, before turning to the midwives who delivered uh, uh who delivered him. And he uh he also killed them because they helped him be born, he didn't want that. Is so isn't I mean, that interesting? Again,
2: nobody wants <laughs> again. to be
0: born. There's
1: so many dead people already. Uh, so, Mother Leeds' husband and children were in the, uh, next room behind a locked door, but this was no match for the newborn devil. Uh, well, of so, course, of I mean, course, no, the beast ripped through the door like paper.
2: He's got wings and hooves and a, a
1: horse he's face. He's the size of me, like, he's just a full-grown person. Uh, so, yeah, it, uh, he ripped through the door like paper and took out as many of its siblings as it could before a, uh, before it shot up the chimney and took to the skies of the Pine Barrens, where it's said that he resides to this day.
2: You know what? I think I got why the mother wished for it to be a devil. To because, kill her? No, it killed all of the family, essentially. Or it tried its Most hardest. Most of it, yeah. Um, I get it. I mean, I, I don't condone it, but I definitely see where she's coming from. She's had enough.
1: Yeah, she's like, yeah, thin the herd.
2: You know, like, everyone reaches a point in their life where the stress... It becomes too much, and like every day, it, no matter what you think, you're just like, no, nah, just just do this. Like, yeah, fucking, just one day just you gotta
1: it. purge some aspect of your life. Like I'm gonna clean out the garage. Yeah and, yeah, and that
2: was her. But instead of yeah, spring cleaning or I don't know, like mopping a floor, maybe reorganizing a bookshelf, uh, she decided that she wanted to murder her own family, but she clearly just couldn't do it herself. Yeah. Yeah. so I get that I, I definitely get that no it makes sense
1: so like I said that was that was my personal favorite of all the origin stories because it's just really uh, metal it seems mm-hmm. very death oriented I will but...
2: say I've heard one variation uh, where it's it's the same essential story of that but uh, that it, the, supposedly the Jersey devil might have shot through the roof the roof <laughs> that's the only difference uh, yeah is that's it just jumping through difference, the roof instead I, of the chimney i mean i have no possible way to corroborate oh, that man. but I, like, I, f- I found that just that image like he gets like you know that episode of family guy where peter does meth and he's just yeah. like <laughs> i am so fucking ready like he just shoots through the roof <laughs> all
1: right i'm gonna take a hike yeah like that's <laughs> like, what
2: that's what this guy did he's just like yeah. i'm so ready oh god
1: I'm about to rapid-fire some of the other origin stories, like the possibilities here. Oh, so like right. I said, that was one of my favorites, uh, the Jersey Devil. But in one variation, no one in the family dies. Uh, the child simply comes out, turns into the Jersey Devil, and escapes through the chimney. That's and he asks them very, politely
2: to pour him a glass of milk, yeah, and
1: he walks out the door. Super boring. But uh, yeah. in another version, the creature lived with the family until the age of four. So it came out, turned into the Jersey Devil, and lived with them for 4 years.
2: Now, in this instance, do you think they raised it like a son or like a pet?
1: How do you handle that? I would that? say probably a pet. Because that, but it, I don't know, like it could probably so understand them.
2: It's so ugly. I mean, you hate to be so like rude, but it's just not this in no way is this thing described as cute. So no. it's it's like an outside dog, no, you know, yeah. it, it's like, you, you know, you're more than welcome to be a part of the family and like, we'll give you the scraps, but it's like you came out of there. I mean, yeah. when we have company over, we would really prefer if you just didn't come in, if you act like you didn't know us, that'd be even better. But <laughs> I <laughs> understand.
1: I, mean, I can't imagine they treated him too well because apparently after living with them for four years in this certain scenario, uh, they it unexpectedly killed the parents It flew away.
2: Now, what kind of aging cycle do demon goat children have? I don't
1: know, but it's been around for more than two hundred and fifty years, and it's people are still seeing it.
2: It seems to grow a lot larger because, uh, or a lot faster, slower, but faster somehow. Because if it's four years old and he's killing his parents, that that's very. Uh, that's very aggressive for our timeline of reality. think it's reality. aggressive to kill your parents? Um, but the fact that he could live almost 300 years would suggest that he's almost possibly immortal.
1: Who so maybe that's knows, where the squint.
2: Jersey devil actually comes from. You know, maybe it maybe it is the devil. Maybe. Maybe he chose to live in New Jersey.
1: Uh-huh, we'll get to that. New wait a New Jersey. <laughs> so, uh, in yet another version of the story, it's said that Mother Leeds was actually a witch. And the father of the child was the devil himself, so you kind of hit it on the head there. Yep, okay. That's another uh, possibility. Some stories say that Mother Leeds wasn't Jane Leeds at all. Uh, it was actually a relative of hers named Deborah Leeds. This was largely due to the fact that her husband, Japhet Leeds, weird name, J-A-P-H-E-T, uh, Japheth Leeds named 12 children in his will in 1736, which was a year after this was all said to happen. So that's cool, strangely, another origin story of uh, the creature was said that the uh it was to be the offspring of a British soldier and a colonist woman's unholy union during the American Revolution.
2: <laughs> that's not bias at all <laughs> not
1: at all yet another story claims that it wasn't uh the Leeds family's fault at all, but rather it was the town itself uh being punished by God uh for mistreating a preacher. And it was never said what they did to him or what possibly happened. They were just like, yeah, they treated the preacher bad, and now they have a devil child. So that was another one. But in any case, the creature is often interchangeably referred to as the Jersey Devil and the Leeds Devil because you know the mm-hmm. family name.
2: Yeah. No. I yeah. The I, the Leeds Devil. It just doesn't it doesn't roll off the tongue as easy to me. It's a little bit quicker. It's snappier, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. But the Jersey Devil like that just. That has a presence when you it say does. it. You it know? does. If you say it's like that. I'm here. I, chances are, this is one of those cryptids, too, where it's like, it's one of the lesser known ones, but you could
1: say it, and most people would be, like, vaguely familiar with it. I think there's a hockey team named after him. Yeah. The New Jersey Devils. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um yeah, and I don't know, any, anybody that's ever watched The X-Files, they have a Jersey Devil episode. Yeah. That one's really good. It's creepy as hell looking. They show, like, the hooves.
1: And it's like, uh... Ooh, cloven.
2: The X-Files are fucking cool. I don't know whatever happened. I need
1: to revisit that. Oh, Because I've only seen, like, a couple episodes and I loved it, but I never, like, dove in.
2: It's so you know? good. It It's just everything that we want in television and it's there. All right. And the main actor is a sex addict in real life, or he was, so that's just even funnier. Isn't that fun?
1: You can just picture that when it's boring. Well, it's like this guy was railing somebody when this scene stopped shooting. <laughs> or during. Who knows? It's only a you know, waste up. But, uh, so this next part that I have kind of demystifies the whole thing, but it is important into like why the, uh, the legend of this cryptid, the Jersey Devil, is named what it is. So you want me to get into that, or you want to talk about some sightings? What do you want to do?
2: All right, get into that. I mean, well, I could pepper in some sightings if we want. We want to make it different, you know?
1: All right, yeah. I mean, it's it's not very long, but uh, it is extremely interesting and involves a founding father.
2: Yeah, let me let me do that. I like this. We'll try something new on this episode. We'll right. we'll pepper them in throughout, you know, so yeah. you're not waiting for one thing or the other. You get everything you want. Yeah, all right. So we're going to talk about Napoleon's brother, all right? Shout out to Griff, because that was, I mean, that, that was, was a guess. I still can't believe that that was a good so you guess. Just,
1: <laughs> you just fucking sniped that shit.
2: Now, I want I want this to be known from the beginning. The last actual credited report that has documents supporting it, at least someone came out to investigate supposed sighting was in 2009. Okay? So that was about 12 11 12 years ago depending on the date. So a lot of these sightings were early on in the history of the Jersey Devil, okay? Um, so, and, and this is obviously a case in point by Joseph Bonaparte, okay? Uh, a little background, he was the king of Spain for a while, which I was unaware of. Jesus. Nepotism. Yeah. He was quite literally the king of Spain.
0: Hey man, that's, that's like the best thing nepotism can give you.
2: Yeah, so. literal royalty. Royalty. Jones um, Bonaparte. <laughs> so, he lost a war against, uh, the English during the Peninsula Wars. And after that, he stepped down because you fucking failure. I mean, I to be honest with you, I really didn't want to get into the politics of why he stepped down because I'm sure there's more to it than just like, oh, he lost and he wasn't the king anymore. It's like, but I don't care about him, you know. I care about the devil, the Jersey yeah, devil. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You can't you can't uh, dwell on the Bonaparte's.
2: No. So after this, uh, he moves to New York City. All right. He spent some
1: time in New York. He's A hanging failed out.
2: failed royalty
1: project.
2: It's quite literally... big city. It's literally coming to America, but instead of Eddie Murphy, it's Napoleon's brother. Um, so he moves <laughs> to New York, and he lives there, and he does his thing, and then uh, he spends some time in Philadelphia, okay? So, the, the, you know, you might be wondering, well, New Jersey's not in there. Well, he threads that needle, and he buys property in New Jersey, which... It's go. about halfway between the two, so he could visit both places that he's at,
1: you know? You see, he's he's buying smart. He, he's he's thinking of, like, you know, extracurriculars and his spare time travel. Oh, yeah. He's got it right.
2: I mean, this guy, he was no pauper. I mean, he was a king. This mansion, they had their own private lake on the property. Uh, they had roads, well, like gravel roads for horses and shit, but they were purposely built for the mansion and for parties so like they were widened can and imagine, straightened.
1: Can you imagine if, like Napoleon's brother was the first to put asphalt down for a road in America. That'd be kind of funny. That'd be amazing. It'd
2: be like, "Well, how, do we love him or hate him? I don't know." <laughs> but so he one night one night oh. one night. It was just one. All right. And this is in 1813. Okay, just to, I don't know if I brought that up yet. Okay. Um so, it's November or possibly December of 1813, and he is in his mansion, and he decides to himself, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to go out and do a little bit of hunting. You know, I'm hanging out, I'm going to go hunting. So, he goes out, and he reported seeing these weird footprints, or hoof prints, essentially. He thought maybe it was a large horse, but then even he was kind of like, well, that doesn't make a lot of sense. It's like
1: there's only two sets of them. Yeah. it's weird.
2: So, he did, He just kind of kept trodding on, trodding on, and then, boom, he comes face to face with this thing. And I have the, what he described it as. According to him, it had donkey-like hooves, so, like, the lower part of a donkey. Um, there was only two feet instead of four, though. So then he was like, well, what the fuck? And he looks up, and it was a horse's head with thick, black, leathery, translucent
1: wings. Translucent, you say?
2: Well, I don't. They say that I kind of got the image of like when you look at Wayne, like a like skin that's stretched and you can kind of like see the light through yeah, it, you know. Yeah. I kind of got that vibe from it. I can dig it. Um, so he freaked out. This thing locked eyes with him and like gave a yelp, and then it flew away. And he was like shitting his pants. He was like, "Okay, um, what do we
1: do in America?"
2: Now, contrary to popular belief, a lot of these uh, stories online that these legends will tell you that he had heard stories about the Jersey Devil previous to this encounter, but the truth is he did not because weeks had passed and then he started telling people about, like, I saw this crazy animal thing and, like, I don't know if I was hallucinating or what. Like, he was pretty honest about it. He was like, I don't know what it was. I cannot tell you what it was. And eventually these people were like, Dude, you saw the Jersey Devil. Like, how do you not know these stories? And then. <laughs> Look, I'm not
1: from here. All right. That
2: turned him around, and he became extremely interested in the history and the story behind the Jersey Devil or the Leeds Devil. And he really just not dedicated his life to it, but he really kind of got into researching and gathering data about the Jersey Devil. Oh, like you do.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you have an experience like that, you're bound to try to figure it out.
2: Yeah, and the reason I bring this story up is because it it might not be the most famous story cuz I think if I were to say what the most famous story is, I don't even know who it's from. But it's that story about um it was winter in the New Jersey area and there were hoof prints throughout like a whole town. Okay. And they walked through the snow and then they literally like went up on the roofs and there were hoof prints on the roofs of houses and they followed the same like straight direct path and whatever was in that path there were just hoof prints on top of it or below whatever like it had just walked through and seemingly like walked up somebody's roof and was just like fuck you and then walked back down (laughs) and that's the story that i find at least the most common uh that one
1: kind of pops up a bit when you're looking for this yeah it's bound to raise some alarms
2: but uh Napoleon uh well, Napoleon's brother Joseph Bonaparte, uh that that's a huge story because it realistically it's credible and I mean we're you know, if you're gonna look at this through the lens of twenty twenty one, you're gonna have a skewed vision. But back in this time in eighteen thirteen, people of high political standing they were not seen as liars. Uh they were respected and revered in most instances and even though Joseph's brother might not be the most lovable character in world history um they still have very respectable titles and ties to authority and though I, i've i've kind of heard these comparisons uh online and on YouTube videos where they say essentially this would be Joseph Bonaparte would be the same as hearing like a trusted doctor today telling you this story. Like it's someone that you really wouldn't have a reason to lie to you because it's not like they need to be famous or make money, and it's not like they really need the attention because of who they are. No, oh, yeah. So there, there's really nothing to gain from that story other than connecting your name to the Jersey Devil.
0: Must be nice being able to uh, trust. <laughs> People of power, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's what that's like
2: that's the thing. I mean, this was two hundred years ago, so people, you did trust them, you know. That's just to quote old people. That's just how it was, you <laughs> it know. Is just how it was. It is, and I mean that doesn't mean they weren't liars. I mean, I'm sure many of them were.
1: I mean, fucking probably one of every two hundred people knew how to read. Yeah. You know, that's true. I mean, it's you got to you kind of got to trust people <laughs> back then.
2: But yeah, just just to play the devil's advocate, I wanted to throw that in there oh, the to devil, show you yeah. that it's not it is not the same as like a politician of today telling you a story because obviously the trust in politicians and people of power have gone down very, very much. Almost
1: everything they say is just like, yeah, fucking right. Yeah. In, yeah right.
2: In the two hundred and eight or so years since the story happened, a lot has changed. But Quite a bit. At this time, th- this was a big deal. Like people really responded to it because it was a respected member of the community that was saying they witnessed it. And it's like, oh shit! Like if he saw it, he must not be lying. He must be real. Know? Yeah. I like. I just. I. Uh, I like that story. It's, it's a good story.
1: Um. Do you want me to go now? Because it just kind of dashes it away. Yeah, go right ahead. All right. For this story, a man who deserves a brief little section uh, is a man named Daniel Leeds. Oh, All yeah. All right, we got the Leeds. We got the Leeds devil. Daniel There's a Leeds connection. Lewis. There's a connection. Just wait. So Daniel Leeds was a Quaker who lived in Leeds Point, New Jersey. So they were obviously like, you know, a big deal in the, in the place because it was named after him, Leeds Point.
2: Yeah, it's like, this is my town, people. Okay, like, I own this shit.
1: Pretty much. So he was a Quaker there uh, in New Jersey in the late 17th and early 18th century. Uh, on top of being a Quaker, he was also an astrologist and a writer of almanacs and pamphlets. So he was a little writer. Uh, he, he was known as a believer in the occult, which at that time simply meant, like, hidden knowledge. So he was just kind of like, dabbling in other faiths to see what was going on there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Daniel's Quaker community actively spoke out against him. Quaker community, Quaker, Quaker community, community,
2: Quaker community, yeah. Quaker community. It's not as hard as I thought it would be no, to say it's, that. It path. is
1: fun to say, though. It kind of rolls. But, Quaker community. Oh, God. So Daniel's Quaker community uh, actively spoke out against his outward passion for astrology and the occult, even though it is well-known, uh, you know, That a vast majority of the Quakers at this time were also participating in tarot, you know, astrology readings and that kind of thing. But also in private.
2: That's not very Quaker-like at all.
1: No, but now we know they were all just fucking hiding shit. So, uh, but they were talking shit on him even though they were doing the same stuff. He was pissed, right? So this caused the Quaker man, uh, wait a minute, hang on. Uh, because of this, Leeds started publishing anti-Quaker pamphlets and stories. Okay, so we get, we went against his own faith here.
2: Wow, this guy turned real fast. Yeah, He's like, wait, 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 wait. Super immediate. No, 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 never mind. I don't like you guys. No, no, no.
1: So this caused a uh, another man who was a Quaker named Caleb Pussy <laughs> <laughs> to uh, engage in a sort of pamphlet war with Leeds. <laughs> it's not spelled, you know, like regular pussy. This P-u-s- it doesn't matter. P u s e y. It so, is yeah, though. Caleb pussy. 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 Sure, sure. I'm just gonna say pussy Ooh. though.
2: It's Caleb pussy. Pussy.
1: So uh, words yeah. Like
2: Pisces or something, something totally different. <laughs> it's like Colonel, his name's actually out of his license. So like Jones. Here's another pair of words weird. that's
1: fun to say. Uh, pussy published a book, <laughs> a book in rebuttal called um, Playgirl. Oh my god. <laughs> So he published a book in a rebuttal called Rebut Daniel Pussy. Daniel Leeds justly rebuked. So it's No one's <laughs> going to listen to this guy
2: named fucking what's his name Caleb Pussy. Caleb Pussy. No one's going to listen to him because it's it's like an internet name that like would be funny, you know? Like if you saw <laughs> it's him hilarious. on Reddit you'd be
0: like, "Oh, that's a clever. I like that." That's like having the name Dick Buttkiss. Yeah, a I little mean, bit. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Caleb Pussy. You heard it here, folks. He's uh integral to this story.
2: Or who was that <laughs> dude that was on a? Uh, it was Viva La Bam and they interviewed him because his name
0: was like Dushan Mandic. Yeah. And they just like <laughs> loved him. His first name was like Dushan. Grant, what? we used to say Dushan Mandic so much, and I never knew where it's from. You just blew my fucking mind. Yeah, right no, they there. like That's interviewed it say. was some just random guy
2: whose name was
1: Dushan Mandic. they were like, you have to
0: be on the They're
1: show. Like, no fucking way! And they like show his driver's license and yeah, shit.
2: yeah, he's like, I'm not kidding. My name is Dushan Mandic.
1: <laughs> but us so, see, yeah, so Pussy published a book called uh, "In Rebuttal" to uh, you know Leeds's. Uh, speaking out against being a Quaker and all that, called the Rebuker. Wait, no, Daniel Leeds, justly rebuked. And in response to that, Leeds published a book called The Rebuker, Rebuked. Wow. So, so this, is, this is how they fought back then. Um, this then began taking the form of just, like, public name-calling, and because of the anti-Quaker writings from uh, Leeds, Pussy was successful in uh, convincing the masses that Leeds was a harbinger of the devil. Okay. Right. So it's all kind of tying together. After his retirement, uh, Leeds' uh his son Titan Leeds took over his writings. They got some cool names. Right? Isn't Titan like a sick name?
2: Titan. Like that what is that besides like the what they refer to as like King Kong and Godzilla and like the football team from Tennessee? Pretty much. Like a Titan of Industry. It's like you just sound so much cooler than you actually are. <laughs>
1: He kind of gets schooled here. <laughs> we'll get into it. All right. So, he gets pussy schooled. Pretty much. All right. So, uh, yeah. His son Titan Leeds took over his writings. And uh, the Leeds Almanac became the most popular almanac in the country for a very short time. Oh, However, I know where this is yeah, going. Yeah. This was around the time that Benjamin Franklin was publishing Poor Richard's Almanac. And so, Franklin used Leeds's, uh, he used his, uh, here, wait a minute. He used the Leeds family belief in astrology uh, to utterly demolish the rival Almanac with the written word so he did this by jokingly using astrology to predict the death of Titan Leeds on an upcoming uh, on the upcoming date of October 17th and although Titan didn't die, Franklin published an obituary for him anyway.
2: Yep, mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So this caused Titan to angrily respond with his own almanac, uh, saying that he was indeed alive, to which Franklin responded uh, <laughs> that the response was written by the elite's ghost. So he's just like, this guy's dead. He's just writing from the grave.
2: Yeah, Ben Franklin, for all that uh, he is and was, he, he was a jerk. I mean, well, maybe not, he was a prankster, <laughs> it's like, you know?
1: It's, like, ruthless, man. It's, like, brutal. He's like, no, he's dead. He's like, no, I'm not. He's like, "Uh, the ghost strikes again. Yeah, and uh... (laughs) then,
2: yeah, didn't didn't he end up, like, buying the Leeds, the rights to Leeds Almanac and then kept publishing it with false information?
1: Yeah, so, all right, (laughs) we'll get into that. So it uh, it was through these, like, pamphlet feuds and writings that Titan Leeds became known mostly as a devil because, you know, he was, like, insulting him. Ben Franklin didn't even stop doing this after Titan Leeds actually died in 1738, publishing a congratulations to the ghost of Titan Leeds for finally ending the charade.
2: Wow, good for him. Isn't that
1: just a big fuck you?
2: That's so, like, I mean, damn. Like, they, you know, like, when, when older people, this is for the, the younger people out there that listen, maybe not even younger, it happens to everybody, but when the older generation is like, you kids just have no respect literally one of the men that founded this country was an asshole and it just that's just what it was Like that's he
1: made fun of this man saying he was dead and then when he finally died he was like congratulations she's like good <laughs> good job i mean yeah it's
2: just, to me it's just like there's always there's always bad apples yeah. that's just the, the ben point Franklin's of it.
1: crazy but uh it's interesting to see however that the uh, the death of titan leeds is uh, remarkably close to the year that the legend of the cryptid is said to you know begin you know, it's about three years off. Uh, many believe that it was a combination of both Franklin's ruthless writings regarding the family and, like, the association with the devil thereafter, and uh, the Leeds family crest, which is interesting because the Leeds family crest has, like, uh, three dragons and a cockatrice breathing fire, which is just a fucking chicken breathing fire. Okay, I was, was going to ask. I didn't want to sound like A cockatrice is a chicken I was chicken because,
2: like, they've never heard that term
1: yeah so it just has monsters on it so they're just like oh it's probably an amalgamation of that shit
2: okay so now see but now we're getting somewhere for both the skeptics and the Mm non-skeptics we're getting somewhere for everybody all right we're 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 pushing to a head here
1: so for the skeptics people are just like yeah i mean it was just all these things association with the devil all these these images of crazy dragon a bunch of different monster things maybe that's just where it came from but Grant. You never know. You never know.
2: You never know. And my big thing with stories like this, okay? My my big thing, same with Mothman, same with even the Loch Ness Monster, which for some reason I'm not really inclined to believe in the Loch Ness Monster. As no, much. For,
1: yeah. After looking into it and talking about all the eels and shit and dredging it. I don't know.
2: Yeah. No, I, I don't know where I land on that. But I, w- I will say this. When there are. Thousands, and I mean thousands, not a figurative number, like actually thousands of different people throughout generations that are seeing this similar thing. There, You can't just assume that all thousand people are lying, even if one person is telling the truth. Maybe they saw no, yeah, something. yeah, It, it you comes know?
1: down to the subjective truth, like we talk about with ghosts, with aliens. It's like you got to take people's words for certain things because in their minds it's real. So why not give them the benefit of the doubt and then, uh, you know, exactly. f- further analysis?
2: Absolutely. And I mean, like here, I'll, we'll go in. I'll, I'll talk about a couple more stories. Uh, this one, it's not a specific example. It's just an overarching kind of story. Uh, from the year 1840 to 1844, dozens of farmers in the Pine Barrens area were missing their sheep. Okay. Uh, you know, random story. Uh, They didn't really bother them much at first because they just assumed it was wild dogs or wolves, maybe coyotes that got a little hungry or something, who knows. But there were people that kind of gathered up to try and stop this. So these farmers kind of teamed up to see what the cause of this was, and they ended up seeing what they believe was the Jersey Devil. They described the same thing as everyone else, a bipedal, hooved goat horse man with wings.
1: This was like a group of people?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, multiple people on different occasions too. Like, it they happened a couple different and times. torches. Um, now, interestingly enough, at the time now th- this kind of opens the door for another episode that I never thought we'd actually be able to do but I've been looking into it just for fun about werewolves and it turns you know out that there are a lot more credible reports of werewolves than I ever anticipated, and I mean credible in the sense where there's like literally hundreds of thousands of reports, and some of these reports are from actual people that work in nature preserves, uh, people that are like biological experts, and they are seeing what they think are werewolves. And the reason I bring this up is because this group or one of the groups of farmers that had encountered the Jersey Devil. Uh, They believed, half of them believed it was a werewolf, and the other half believed it was an alien,
1: okay? But now one of them thought it was the Jersey devil.
2: Yeah. Um, They didn't know really where to land on it, but the reason I find that interesting is because these people, okay, again, let's put ourselves in the mindset of these people. These are down-to-earth farmers in New Jersey in 1840.
1: Just calling it like they see
2: it. Um. I know, I know. People have images of farmers, right? That you know, oh, they're rednecks or hillbillies or blah blah. blah. Farmers, uh, I've met a couple legitimate farmers in my life. They're very no nonsense people. Uh, they they like to have fun. Don't get me wrong. They'll have a drink and they'll party and they'll cut loose, but they work hard as shit oh yeah like they are hard working they do they don't have time to worry about like practical jokes like oh we pulled one over on the whole town practical
1: joke is like hiding the hoe
2: yeah like they just however you want to take that they simply do not have time to come up with a charade like this for a town because they they literally have to work to survive their animals and their farm it's not only their lives it's In this case, it's the lives of all the people in the town because they rely on the farmers. So you take that into account, and then also you have to take into account they're fucking farmers, okay? They know what animals look like, and when they're all looking at the same thing, they're like, that is not an animal. I don't know what that (laughs) thing is. That is not...
1: I would call that a creature.
0: Yeah, they're like, that is some type of monster or beast. Yeah, I never really got that argument of, like, the dumb farmer. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of dumb farmers, but like, there's no way that they're all... I mean, there's gotta be some credible ones, right? They can't be all stupid. Oh, exactly. Yeah. How could you have a dumb farmer? We'd all be dead because they couldn't make food. Do you think that, like, uh, you know the video game Destroy All Humans?
2: Yeah. That's yes, like I do. That's like alien game. The, I like that game. The
0: farmers in that game, or the people in general, are just portrayed as being as stupid as you could imagine. I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with the media, just making you know, there's like an alien movie and what do you have next? Dumb farmer kind of discovering it seems like a trope to me, so I get I that. Know. Could be an issue. Could yeah. be an issue. But yeah,
2: I, I uh I think farmers, first and foremost, they don't get enough credit. Yeah, I'm glad we all respect the, the idea of farmers. Um but that's my, if you're ever gonna if you ever look at something and you don't know what it is Maybe it's some type of hairless bear or something. I don't understand.
1: Oh, those pictures are terrifying.
2: You're probably going to ask somebody that would have a little bit more expertise on it, and that might be a farmer, you know?
1: Yeah. No, I had to reference farmers for a lot of questions I had.
2: Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to move into another story with a, at the time, keep in mind, this is 1909. Oh, was very musical. Another credible source, Okay. In 1909, the Navy, shout out to David, the Navy, okay, the Navy was, they were running drills at the Hanover Millworks in the New Jersey Pine Barren, okay? Yeah. So the commander, the naval commander, Stephen Decatur, this is the guy we're going to be talking about here for a minute, Stephen Decatur. Steve. He claimed, well, this was not a claim, this was factual, They were shooting cannons. They were doing, like, target practice, just making sure it all worked. Cannon practice. They were shooting cannons. Now, this is where he claims that he had spotted the Jersey Devil in the distance where they were shooting these cannons. Now, according to Steve, Stevie Boy, he says that they had shot the creature with the cannonball mistakenly. That's what caught their eye. They were watching the cannonball land, and it hit the Jersey Devil. Okay? Okay. It did not kill it. did not kill it. I wouldn't imagine. Um, There were plenty of witnesses. Okay, plenty of witnesses. You're not going to believe this. There were over 1,000 witnesses to this.
1: <laughs> Why are there 1,000 people at cannonball practice? There were
2: over 1,000. Well, because they were doing it. People were watching, you know, enjoying. Uh, it's yeah. like... Uh, you got to get the entertainment where you yeah. can back then, yeah. So they didn't really know what to do and the story broke and again this comes from a very credible source uh it's a naval commander uh no one really has any reason to believe that he would lie uh especially about something like this i mean you know he's kind of going the
1: opposite way of like disclosure from the government yeah well yeah that's
2: true he's got bigger fish to fry but this caused mass panic okay because as soon as the story broke Again, they had to believe it was true because of the source of where they got the story from. Yeah. So uh, everybody started freaking out, right? Uh, over the time, over a thousand people were calling the police uh, to let, well, I guess not really calling them, <laughs> contacting them, <laughs> yeah, I should I say. say. <laughs> uh, they were all kind of like, we saw it too. We were there. We saw it. We saw it. So when I say that number of a thousand witnesses, it's kind of hard to mill through who actually saw it and who just. Bought into the but panic. There's
1: like documentation with people like close to that many people. saying
2: Yeah. That. So I mean, we, for number's sake, we say there were about a thousand witnesses. We, I have no way of knowing how many of those were credible or anything along those lines. But it was credible enough to where the entire school corporation in the towns surrounding the Pine Barrens was shut down for a couple of days.
1: Wait, what year was this?
2: 1909. Okay. And yeah, so they just did not know what to do. Right, they just had no idea. Well,
1: what What can you do? Our cannonballs do nothing, Grant. What are we supposed to do?
2: Yeah, I guess that's you, you true. Know? We got another story. This Call one the police. Flashes forward a bit. Uh, Nineteen twenty-seven. Okay. Nineteen twenty-seven. A cab driver. He was driving in Salem City, New Jersey. Okay. Now this is again. This is before streetlights and things like that. So pitch black I and mean, you yeah. know he's got a flat tire he's got nothing no other option he's got to do it himself yeah. can't call triple a they don't exist yet or if they do they definitely aren't doing it for cars yet
1: they'll be there in a month they're walking
2: um so he's out there trying to get his tire right and he notices this weird silhouette kind of approach from the woods uh little would you know it's the jersey devil um <laughs>
1: <laughs> By the way, it's the Jersey Devil.
2: It gives out one of its famous screeches, uh this 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 weeble wobble screeching. Yeah, give us a screech. That was good. Like See, that's perfect. It reminded me of like need
1: you to hear more for like like sound effects.
2: That reminded me of that uh that episode of Black Mirror where the guy has to have sex with that pig. Oh, yeah. that's exactly <laughs> That what, was
1: the exact noise. Griff. That is exactly so versatile.
2: That's exactly what that pig. You would can sound guess like.
1: any famous man's name, and you can make pig sex noises. That's true. You're a man of many trades.
2: So he hears this, right? And he doesn't think he's going to get laid by some delicious-looking swine. He thinks he's going to die. So he gets back into his car and slams the lock. I don't even know if they really have like locks like that back. He probably then. just held the handle. But yeah, he in his own way, he was locking the door. And the creature actually jumped up onto the roof of the car and was stomping its hooves into the roof Uh, of the vehicle.
1: Does insurance cover hoof dents?
2: Uh, I don't think so.
1: Probably Um, only on the side of the car, huh?
2: Now, this is where the question is raised. Now, the police uh, came out to investigate. They did see the damage that was done to the vehicle, okay? Yeah. So they're aware of that. However, they have no evidence to support its the Jersey devil well, I mean well, you got to give them credit on that. How would they know? you know
1: yeah, it's kind of hard
2: um but with all that being said it's it's evidence nonetheless So they're looking at it from the perspective of what animal is around this area that would attack without being provoked and do this amount of damage, okay
1: the New Jersey snail population
2: maybe. Uh, spoiler alert, they did not ever come up with a conclusive answer to that question. And as, I mean, I guess it's not really a cold case because it's just a car damage case. But if you <laughs> want to treat it like a murder case, it's a cold case because they never got the culprit it's of this car bledded, damage. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that happened, alright? We're 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 kind of fast-forwarding a bit, and I, I want to do this. We're going into the 70s, okay?
1: Yeah, we're just all over the century, yeah.
2: Yeah, well, I, I kind of as much as I enjoy the old stories, it is refreshing to hear some newer ones. It really know? is,
1: yeah. It kind of places us there; it makes it more believable. Like I can definitely, I can imagine it. You know, I
2: can certainly place myself in 1972 much better than I can in 1840. Yeah, uh, only because I I've never lived without some form of electricity, and it's just. I can't really imagine life without it no, in a yeah. non-ironic way where it's like I'm going camping. You know, it's like oh no, we just you live like this. You just that's what it is now.
1: Oh, electricity is how you get around
2: in southern New Jersey. There is a road, a road called the Green Tree Road. Okay,
1: kind of on the nose.
2: Yeah. Um. Now, I don't know, if you're out that way, you might know what I'm talking about. But for those of you that don't know. Uh, It is a very, very, very long street that cuts through several towns. So if you're from any suburbia part of the country, you probably have a road similar to this around you, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can hop on it and cut through multiple towns or get around, you know, maybe even get to a city. It gets around, you know.
1: The macro version being Route 66 for America. Yeah, yeah, there you
2: go. So a woman named Mary Ritzer Christensen, okay, she was leaving the town of Blackwood and heading towards Glasboro, Glasboro, Glasboro. Uh, and she saw a creature crossing the street in her rearview mirror, and I—that's I, that, a very pivotal part of the story to me because it was
1: behind her after she passed.
2: Yeah, I'll—I'll uh, I'll, let me—I'll do the story, then I'll Go. explain why. Uh, she claimed that the animal was roughly twenty-five feet away from the back end of her car. Uh, it had the head of a horse. It had thick haunch-like hooves, uh, similar to that of a goat, and it stood upright uh, with leathery wings sticking out of the sides of its back. Okay. So she gives a very, very detailed report of what it looks like, okay? Um, after this, she just kind of she punched the gas and got the fuck out of time. Yeah, like you do. She got out of Dodge, which I don't blame her, because I would do the same thing if I saw this. Um, now... Uh, this is a little, it's a really short story, but the reason I like it is because it's not, it's not someone trying to gather fame or infamy from this story. Uh, in most stories of sightings, uh, be that any cryptid, people are going to embellish a bit, okay? Uh, and in an, I think a lot of stories might be something like this, where, Maybe they saw what could be a cryptid behind them or in a flash really quick. And then as the story comes out, it turns into, well, I, it was right in front of me. I walked right up to it. I saw it. Yeah. And her story does not do that. It stays very true to, I don't, she was, she's pretty honest in saying that she was unaware of what it is. She's like, I could be wrong. That's what I saw. But I mean.
1: Yeah. So you kind of admire like how modest it is and yeah. how like. This is all it was. Yeah, and it, it wasn't it didn't, I don't know it, what it was, but this is all that happened. It
2: didn't attack her. it didn't it didn't get close enough for her to touch it or smell it or feel it. It was a passing glance that it's she just, had noticed
1: it. Here I am, and then she said, "I'm leaving." Yeah, That's essentially. It. yeah,
2: and I, I like that only because, well like I said, it it, it really kind of adds to the feel of a nice story. All
1: right. It is, yeah. And I honestly didn't know that there were so many actual, like, sightings of this thing because, like I said, like, at the head of this, I think, there's no actual photographic evidence of it, but the amount of, like, actual sightings, like, people reporting sightings is astronomical.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I mean... The thing is, uh, there's a couple, well, more than a couple, but there's there's quite a few books out there in existence about the Jersey Devil, mm. um, and there's one particularly I found uh, a preview of the ebook online, and they, I was looking at the timeline, and the timeline was from the early days of the story, so the late seventeen hundreds up until nineteen hundred,
1: yeah. So, I mean, like, 1735 is when it was said to start. Yeah. Or yeah. When, when did the stories come out?
2: Uh, the, Well, the book came out, like, in the 1960s or 70s. Uh. But it, I, I looked at this timeline, and from at least the years I was looking at, between 1790 and 1890, so a 100-year gap, there were over 380 sightings.
1: Jesus Christ. And
2: these are just the reported sightings. These are not, you know.
1: Not the people that just keep it to
2: themselves. Right. Um, now the Jersey devil, there's one last thing I'd like to talk about. Okay. And that would be the noise. No one has ever really been able to pin down. I thought down you just said the
1: noid, like with pizza, noise, Hut pizza,
2: the noid, uh, no one's really ever been able to pin down, uh, what the noise specifically sounds like, um, It's compared to a blood-curdling scream, sometimes a pained anguish.
1: Yeah, from like really high-pitched.
2: Yeah. um, There's really no definitive answer on what it could be. Um, But I want to throw this out there that uh, researchers and just everyday people that have taken an interest in this story, um, they have gone as far to record what other animal noises sound like in the area and kind of play them back to give you an idea. Uh, and now, goats. Uh, there are certain sounds that goats can make that sound quite horrific. Mm. Um, Not even going to lie to you guys, they're pretty horrific. They sound like a <laughs> dying squeal, uh, like you're about to get mauled to death by a goat. I don't know.
0: Oh, yeah, I've seen plenty uh meme videos of goats screaming. So. It's scary. <laughs> I'm definitely aware of that. Yeah,
2: goats and, believe it or not, uh, owls. There are certain owls that can release these high-pitched squeals that sound almost like a grown adult screaming for their life.
1: Jesus Christ. I always pictured, like, owls making sort of like the hawk noise. Like, Like, is there, yeah, (coughs) or like a a slight seagull in there. (coughs) Yeah, yeah, it's just an A to O.
2: But yeah, um I mean again, there's with any cryptid story, there's never a answer. We're never going to have one. Never
1: solid. A- I mean, yeah, you got like Bigfoot like hitting trees with sticks and shit. It's like what could that be? It's like oh, a lot of animals do that, I guess.
2: Yeah, or I don't know, you just have a fucking big tail or something. I Maybe. don't know. Maybe. But the Jersey Devil is one of those stories that I I think the reason I wanted to cover it was because it, I feel like it's forgotten among the cryptid world. Sort
1: of. Not in New Jersey, for sure, oh, because no. they are super proud of it. This like, is all they got. You they know, have this is entire their stores man. with just Jersey Devil merch. You're New York's... And not the hockey team.
2: You are New York's shitty step-cousin, but you have a cryptid.
0: I mean, New Jersey, they only have Jersey Mike subs and, uh, and those, Jersey Devil, yeah. it would seem. so.
2: Do you think he works there? Did he start it? Jersey Mike's Devils. Uh, that's kind the of a Devil new franchise. Sub? Ooh, the Devil Sub. That'd be a cool Dude, sub.
1: Jersey Mike's needs to do, like, a deviled egg special. Why not? You hate that idea? <laughs> Your face says have you to hate say it. Say
2: anything. You just looked, and you knew. You son
1: of a bitch. No, anybody that's... It would be fun. People would buy it for the novelty. A devil. It egg- would be a seasonal thing, like the McRib.
2: A deviled egg sandwich sounds absolutely terrible.
0: They could sell CBD its products and call it the devil's lettuce. All right, well, okay, that's
2: better, but
1: it's right. still. Yeah, just like like uh, like fried like hemp leaves.
2: Yeah, you can just eat them or something. Uh, yeah. It doesn't do anything for you. Just eat them for fun. The Jersey
1: Devil's lettuce.
2: This is what he eats, you know. <laughs>
1: Jersey Devil. That's feed. why he live so long. It's just medicinal.
2: But pretty much, I mean, there's other stories. Those are the the interesting ones that I kind yeah. of had handpicked to pull out of here. No, I
1: like them. The uh, I don't know. How do you stand on it? Because I feel like there's like like the amount of sightings definitely plays a part in like my decision. But also I know that all that other shit about the background of like how things possibly could have come together within the legend itself. But am I saying that if I went to the Pine Barrens, I wouldn't be a little on edge? No, I would would definitely be like, it's, I'm going to see something. Something might happen. Like Um, the potential would be enough to make me uh, queasy.
2: I would not like it. Now, obviously, no, I do not buy the mother Leeds story. I don't know. Um, I think it's a, it's a really interesting story. It's fun. It's kind of got everything you need for a story like that. But do I think it's truthful? No. Um, as far as sightings go, i I don't necessarily think that it doesn't exist, but it might not be in the capacity that they think it does.
1: I could agree with that. I mean, and I said, I know like the whole story with Daniel Leeds that I told, I said it kind of demystified it a little bit. But I feel like that just would, uh, that would harken back to just the origin story, which we already said, there's already so many different variations of it that it's like that almost doesn't even matter. It's the sightings that kind of make it more legitimate. Mm-hmm. And the fact that there are so many, I, I'm going to say I'm a 60-40 on, uh, on belief here.
2: Now, my my last thought is this the one cryptid that is that is out there supposedly out there that i can almost definitively tell you exists is the thunderbird okay yeah um the idea of extremely large birds is like not foreign
1: or weird uh Dude, Thunderbirds are used as like, oh, yeah, people think it's the Mothman, but it was actually a Thunderbird. No, exactly. <laughs> like It's like the, oh, no, it was this of some like cryptid stories.
2: So large birds, and I mean, I don't necessarily, when I say Thunderbird, I don't mean like a
1: specific species of bird. It's just a big-ass bird. A, yeah, just a giant bird. It's bigger than any bird you've ever seen.
2: Um, I I mean, I've never seen one personally, but I've seen some birds that I've looked at and been like, That's enormous, and that bird is my size. I can imagine in certain parts of the Earth, uh, there are birds that are larger than birds I've seen, and I would be probably petrified to see those. Um, Now, that does not really, it doesn't really help us with the hooves, but maybe sort
1: of like a like a like a god sort of thing, like Pan. Maybe it's a trickster.
2: Maybe, yeah. Keeping
1: in the shadows, but coming out just to confuse us. You never know. And, you... and uh, help capitalism by selling shirts.
2: Well, that's a, that's the best way to do it. That would be great. Wristbands and shirts. That's how it's you get like, it to like us.
1: Nessie. It's like the like Loch Ness. The entire like economy around there is based off of Nessie. Yeah. And if if people are just like, no, it doesn't exist, it's like they're all gonna go out of business. It's gonna be nothing.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But I, I would have to say this. I, uh, I guess my last thought on big birds. Birds are ugly as shit. Um, have you ever seen? birds? They don't look anything
1: like me. Yeah.
2: No, they I mean, don't get me wrong. they are cute birds. Like when there's a little baby bird or something. It's like, oh. Yeah,
1: you got sky birds, land birds, ocean birds, otherwise known as alligators. But I'll
2: tell you this: dump a dump a glass of water on a bird and tell me how cute it looks because it looks terrifying. It doesn't look happy, and it really does not look like something you want in your house.
1: That's why some birds have that oily feathers. Like you know, uh, like ducks can go down, just come up completely dry.
2: Yeah, they're just like I don't even feel it. What are you yeah, talking about?
1: Evolution's going around that, so they don't look so goddamn ugly.
2: So that could possibly, to me, describe the facial features. Um, I again, yeah, I've never seen a bird that has a. Uh, horse-like
1: features but (laughs) the beak with the circumference of a muzzle
2: a really ugly bird that's enormous could be at least some of the sightings of the jersey devil um now the bipedal nature birds are bipedal uh by nature actually
1: if i saw a bird like walking with its wings and its feet be very, I'd be terrified. Yeah. <laughs> I would, would be very be alarmed. I would not uh, approach.
2: But uh yeah, so we have we have the bipedal part down, we have the wing part down. We potentially have an explanation for the ugly facial features, or oh I shouldn't say ugly, but you know the the one
1: feature that we are I feel like forgetting about is the horns.
2: That's it a does good have point. horns in
1: most of these sightings.
2: That is a very valid point. So there are two big things that I cannot give to the Thunderbird. Uh that would be yeah, the the hooves and the horns, the H yeah. H.
1: Red eyes, like I could see that being like a reflective thing in the night. You know, yeah. especially if it's like goat's eyes. Those already look like uh like lizard eyes. Like, yeah, they look evil. You ever seen a goat's eyes? They're terrifying.
2: Yeah, uh, goats are just weird. I met a I actually like met a goat once. <laughs> I met a goat.
1: His name was Paul. <laughs> At
2: a zoo and um it was hilarious because the guy that owned the zoo uh, it it was just, like, his property. Like, it was, like, he owned, like, a shit ton of acres, and he just, like, had a bunch of animals. And uh, he had a goat that lived in his house with all of his dogs. So the goat just, like, grew up. <laughs> Why, with all that
1: property, would you let a goat live in your house?
2: I don't know. I don't know if it was, like, sick or something. But, like, anyway, the goat was raised with these dogs, so it thought it was a dog. Like, it would bark and, like, play fetch. It's like, badass. It would want you to, like, pet it and, like, look at it and play with it. But it was a goat, and it would straight up, like, bark like a dog. Like, it would make the same noise a dog would make. It was really weird. <laughs> it was really weird. So you animals are capable name? of very strange things.
1: What was the goat's name? Do you remember?
2: Uh, I was I was too young. Uh, I don't remember. Damn it. It was in uh, Wallace, Michigan, though. The guy had a TV show, too. It was called uh, My Life is a Zoo. Oh, my God. And, uh, yeah, if you ever, it was on the Discovery Channel. I'm sure you can find it somewhere. So just so you guys know, I'm not crazy.
0: Uh, yeah. I think I actually remember the goat's name. I think it's actually Caleb Pussy. It might Ooh, be yeah. <laughs> callback. It Call might back. be.
2: Uh, but yeah, if you're ever looking for a fun zoo to go Pussies to, Pussy's all over this. Story. I think it was called the DeYoung Family Zoo.
1: Uh, it why was, does that sound familiar? That's because you had a TV show. That's crazy. You had right. a TV show, man. You met the TV show goat, <laughs> dude. He let me feed a uh, grizzly bear. Dude, I did that in the Smoky Mountains. I was, like, feeding them apples, but they were all just, like, fattening cages. It was kind of sad.
2: See, these guys... Well, this guy was nuts. Uh, When we got there, he was feeding the grizzly bears leftover spaghetti because that's, like, (laughs) what he made last night, and he was just giving it to the bears.
1: That doesn't seem right.
2: And he was wrestling with the bears. Like, he was on his back, like, pawing at the bears.
1: (laughs) He's going to carbo-load bears and then wrestle them?
2: And then, uh, like, I mean, I was young and, like... He was just, like, he was very, like, friendly, probably because I was in a wheelchair, so he was like, oh, I'll be nice to this guy. But uh, it, it it benefited me because... Hey,
1: little boy in a wheelchair, watch me wrestle this bear. It did, and, like... For your entertainment.
2: What happened was... The, what kind the, of gladiator the, shit is this? The bears, they're in, like, this, uh, this large uh, steel fence, mm-hmm. and then it's kind of similar to, like, what you'd see outside of a prison, where you can, like... The outside of the fence... You can open that and like walk in and then there's like a path, but there's still you're sandwiched in between two fences.
1: Yeah, it's like a caged in pathway.
2: Yeah, so it's like you can go into the fence technically and close it behind you, but then there's still a fence guarding the grizzly bears from you. So you can kind of walk around the cage. So I went into like that where I was in between there. And he just he just gave me gum drops and he was just like, just put your hand through the fence. And I was, like, really afraid. He's like, just do it. They're, they're not going to hurt you. So I just had gumdrops in my hand, and I just stuck them through the fence, and they were just licking gumdrops out of my hand.
1: That's adorable. Yeah.
2: So I got to, I did get to feed a grizzly bear Were they, like, full-grown? Oh, yeah, they were big motherfuckers. Because that thing stood up, and I almost peed. Like, it was, it was <laughs> huge.
1: Dude, those things' hands are, like, the size of your torso.
2: And, like, baby Grant was over there just, like, uh, like oh what my God. grizzly bear and he was just like give me the fucking candy bitch and like they they, they you ate it up yeah you they obliged. ate it up but uh but I don't know how I started talking about anyway series. yeah the
1: Jersey Devil <laughs> I think it might be real <laughs> who knows I think chances <laughs> it's are it's a fun story if anything else you know what I mean chances are it's, cool. it's
2: it's real in some way yeah if that makes any sense okay. Yeah. That's all it's you like need to it's know.
1: like the beginnings of a tulpa. It's like if it's going to exist, we're on the right track oh, to make it exist.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. But with all that being said, that is effectively our episode it is the for the episode
1: the week for the day we are starting a cult. That's Grant. It is. And I'm Jake and Griffin was here. And Mitch was over there too. He was giving uh, affirmative action uh not no, that's something else. Affirmative I uh, is, things.
2: I don't think that's what you meant uh, affirmative to Affirmative
1: gestures <laughs> to things we say. Oh, no, that not was not the action.
2: That was hilarious to me. That was funny. Thanks for having me on, boys. Anytime, man. Anytime. I'm going to say this. Uh, the next Patreon episode will not be next week. It'll be the week after. because so we just put one out. Yeah. But if you are interested, I've recently been uh, really enthralled by the song Werewolves of London. Oh yeah, and I'm going to do a deep dive on that song to try and ascertain what the hell that song means and why it exists. <laughs> nice. So if you want
1: to know, <laughs> so that'll be the, the next topic of uh, if you want to know
2: about that, you uh, become a patron and you can amp up. We got I think 16 episodes up already. Something like that, yeah. Um, we're uh,
1: we're we're doing it.
2: We do countless countless conversations. We do a lot of just chit chat and fun. Yeah. But uh, we will, uh, yeah, we're gonna try to do a little bit of a deeper dive onto the idea of werewolves of London because yeah. I just Cause don't. You know, get we
1: need to, we need to get to the bottom of that because I saw no a one knows
2: with a Chinese menu in his hand. There you go, and that's just all you need to know. I saw exactly. that. Okay, I just saw
1: it. it yes. just so we're gonna dig into that line.
2: But yeah, so uh, we will be back next week with a new episode. Uh, get ready because it uh, it will be fun. It will. It I will forgot be, what it is, but
1: you'll remind me in a sec.
2: It will be very topical for reasons that you will understand uh,
1: next week. Yeah.
2: Um, but, yeah, so get ready, have a good time, uh, and we will see you then.
1: That's true. Follow us on all the shit. We are starting a cult on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, we got YouTube. Subscribe there. Subscribe anywhere you listen. And we got Patreon down below. Happy Memorial Day, Mitchell just said. And
2: as a great Memorial Day gift to us... No work. Leave us a nice review. Maybe on Apple Podcasts, maybe on Spotify. Wherever you get your shows, leave us a nice review. Let the next yeah. customer that comes in, let them know that you had a good time. You
1: can write whatever you want. Just give us five stars.
2: Yeah, I don't care what... You could make fun of us. I don't even... I Worst even be show
1: big. ever. Five stars.
2: Yeah, that's fine. I just... you know hell, You know, we're trying to grow the show, and in order for that to happen... We need reviews, and we need we, reviews, need...
1: we need you. We need help. And you're the ones to do it.
2: And 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 we need Patrick Warburton. Get yes. him on it. We want him to either be in studio or via telephone or Skype. Somehow. And if anyone
1: like we said in past episodes, OJ or Shaq, either one. Yeah. Try to get us in contact with them. Yeah. Any of but those anyway.
2: three would be ideal. So thank you all very much. Have a great Memorial Day weekend.
1: All right. So yeah. Bye. Bananas.